On today's episode, Unleash Your Power Within, part two. Welcome to the Run Smarter podcast, the podcast helping you overcome your current and future running injuries by educating and transforming you into a healthier, stronger, smarter runner. If you're like me, running is life, but more often than not, injuries disrupt this lifestyle. And once you are injured, you're looking for answers and met with bad advice and conflicting messages circulating the running community. The world shouldn't be like this. You deserve to run injury-free and have access to the right information. That's why I've made it my mission to bring clarity and control to every runner. My name is Brody Sharp. I'm a physiotherapist, a former chronic injury sufferer, and your podcast host. I am excited that you have found this podcast and by default, become the Run Smarter Scholar. So let's work together to overcome your injury, restore your confidence, and start spreading the right information back into your running community. So let's begin today's lesson. Okay, we're kicking off part two. Let me just pull up my notes. Hopefully you enjoyed part one. Uh, I'll assume you did because you've tuned into part two and we're going to pay attention to running with fulfillment. And uh, don't want to talk about too much because I talked about it in part one, but I did attend a Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within seminar, four-day seminar a couple of weeks ago with my brother. We did it virtually from home, dancing around in our living room and changing our life. And the seminar focuses on uh, evolving your health, your business, your relationships, and trying to identify any limiting beliefs that you might have, addressing those and um, empowering your action, take massive action and yeah, start working on human development and changing your life. So um, it was suggested by a listener that I do these episodes uh, to see what I learned, to share what I learned, and how you can apply it to running and becoming a better runner as a result. From last episode, the um, title was around the success cycle, where we talked around uh, unleashing your potential, the actions that you take, the results that you get, and more importantly, belief the belief that you have and having certainty towards meanings to things. And yeah, we addressed um, certain limiting beliefs that you might have, how we can reframe those beliefs in order to unlock some more potential, take better action and then get better results and build momentum as you um, continue through that success cycle. So hopefully you've reflected, hopefully you've found that, that useful and you've taken away Um, some beliefs that you might have changed and hopefully you've started seeing some reactions and um, some results already. Part two is running with fulfillment and it was uh, a really nice, there was was tons of stuff that I learned with this four-day seminar but I thought I'd focus on solely these two components because it applies to running really well and it applies a lot to what I see when I um, treat runners and when I'm chatting with runners. So hopefully you're noticing that this information applies to you and you're like, oh yeah, I didn't think about that way. And then you're changing how you're running based off these episodes. So we need to make the decision to live a beautiful life and not just one of achievement. 
and runners are the type A that go out to seek a goal and they hunt that goal until it's achieved. But I want you to self-reflect a little bit and think of a goal that you've worked towards. Think of something that you really wanted and that you strived towards and that you achieved. Uh, This could mainly be in running, but it could, if you can't think of anything, think of your career, think of your studies. And I want you to ask yourself a few things. One, how hard did you work and how long did it take for you to achieve that goal? For most people, they would have worked really hard and taken a really long time to work on a certain goal. Once you've thought of that, how long did you feel good about yourself once it was achieved and how long did the celebration last? How long until you moved on to the next thing and just dove straight back into the grind and straight back into working hard? And why I ask this is because there's a lot of examples of someone training for something, working towards something, they grind themselves, they spend months and months working on it, and all they want to do is just get that achievement. That's all they're focusing on, achievement. I'll be happy once I do this, once I complete this. And they're working, working, working. Then they get to it. They get to that goal. They might feel good about themselves. Some do. If they do, their celebration lasts a couple of days, maybe a couple of hours, maybe a couple of minutes. And then they quickly move on to the next thing. And you have just spent months really diligently working on this thing that you've set out to do. And so the equation doesn't really balance out, especially if you quickly jump to the next thing and then you're back in the grind and then you're back to trying to chase the next thing. I'll be happy once I get to this next thing. Some examples I can think of is training for a marathon or training for a race that's um, pushing your limits and challenging you. So if we train for a marathon, we're constantly getting up, going through our training program, early mornings, poor weather, we're getting through all this stuff and we're thinking about the marathon. We're thinking about completing the marathon. We're thinking about, yes, once I complete it, I'll be so wrapped. I'll be so happy. I'll get that medal. I'll cheer. You know, um, It's a good uh, success. It's a good aim towards general health. It's good aim towards something mentally challenging. And then once you complete the marathon, you might feel exhausted. You might not have enough energy to celebrate. You recover for a couple of days. And then within you know, day three, day four, it's okay, what's next? Same with overcoming an injury. I have so many runners who would just be like, just be grateful once I've overcome this injury or once I'm running pain-free. Running pain-free is a big one. I just want to run pain-free. And they work so hard. They do all their exercises. They commit to a rehab program. And then as soon as they're running pain-free, they don't even celebrate. It's, oh, but you know, it's only 2Ks or it's only 5Ks or it's only 10Ks. Oh, it's, um, yeah, I'm running 10Ks pain-free, but I'm going slow. I need to go faster. It's straight from one thing to another. And this is where we need to live a beautiful life, not just one of achievement. Because if you so happen to reach that goal, it quickly you quickly switch the scenario and just train for the next thing. And one thing that I've found interviewing a lot of runners uh, and treating a lot of runners is that runners are very tough on themselves. They're very harsh on themselves. They set these impossibly high expectations for themselves. And then they're disappointed when they can't reach those expectations or uh, they reach those expectations and then don't celebrate when they, when it's reached and then they just move on to the next thing. And hopefully, well, I'm guessing a lot of people listening to this, when you're listening to this, you're probably nodding your head saying, yes, I've 
recognized that in myself in the past, or I haven't recognized myself, but now that you're talking about it here, it makes a whole lot of sense. Yes, I do jump from the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. And I do have clients when I ask them, when I first do an interview with them or a subjective assessment, what are you trying to get out of this? And I write down their goals. And then when they're achieved, I'm like, oh, let's, let's celebrate. How good's that? And then they're like, yeah, but, and then they'll, uh, come up with something else. They'll come up with something they haven't ticked off until they're, ch- they're trying to chase happiness. They're trying to chase success, but they don't even recognize their own successes once they achieve them. Really tough. Self-reflect on that a little bit. Um, and that's, well, hence why the title of this episode is you need to live a beautiful life, make the decision to live a beautiful life, not just one of achievement, not just one of chasing achievement or chasing success. Why not just be? Um, why not just live a beautiful life the entire time? And so, a nice quote that was in the Tony Robbins seminar was: "Success without fulfillment is failure." So, if you're just trying to achieve success and you're not living a fulfilled life in the meantime, you're setting yourself up for failure because there's no fulfillment whatsoever. And once you do succeed in something, you're moving on to the next thing. So, if we go on to the examples. So I used like overcoming an injury or training for a marathon as an example of someone's success. What might a beautiful life look like? And what might that scenario kind of look like instead of just chasing one of achievement? So just quickly chiming in here to let you scholars know, I have just updated my five day injury prevention challenge. This is one email per day for five days, learning new concepts and diving into the science on how you can reduce your risk of injury. The sign up link is in the show notes, so fill in your details and I'll be waiting for you in email number one tomorrow. If we consider training for a marathon, you could celebrate every long run, every long run that you um, haven't done before or you haven't done for a very long time. Let's just say for me, for example, I've ran 15Ks was is probably my longest run in the last six months. If I get to 17Ks, that's a good little celebration I'd want to give myself. And then every long run, every weekend where I do my long run, take that as an opportunity to feel good about yourself. Feel blessed. Feel blessed, like not even during your long runs, but when be blessed that you get to go outside. You get to breathe in fresh air every single run that you get. You get the opportunity to go out and mentally unwind. Like it's really good for... Uh, mental health, getting outside, and the fact that you get to do what you love. But not many people appreciate this enough until they're injured and then they're like, oh, I was taking it for granted. You know, I was running pain-free for six months and I didn't even think about it. But now that I'm injured, I took that for granted. I just That's all I want to do now. I just want to do what I love. I just want to run pain-free. And so training for a marathon, just appreciate that. Listen, have the opportunity to listen to your favorite podcast or your music or just take in the the sound of nature when you're going for a run. Take in the excitement of race day. Don't just feel, well, a lot of people just feel nervous and they've spent all this time building up for this race. And then when it comes to race day, they're just focused on finishing or they're just focused on um, trying to stick to their target goal. They're just maybe too nervous to take in anything, but try and take in the excitement of the day. Feel blessed that you got to the starting line. That's goal number one is like do all that training and then try and get to the starting line. You've got to the starting line, celebrate even then. And whatever the outcome on race day, whatever the outcome 
uh, you know you tried your best. You know that there will always be another race ahead if you did tick something off or you didn't quite achieve that goal. That's still cause to celebrate. It's, it's good that we are blessed to have several races within the year and you can always just pick another one and work towards another one, find one that's more challenging and then make it more exciting, continue with that excitement. So that's my example or what I can come up with is with living a beautiful life while still aiming for achievement. It's not just solely focused on the one goal and you've built your whole um, success or you think that your your happiness will be achieved once you complete that goal. Another one would be overcoming an injury. And what I would think to live a fulfilled life, uh, a life of fulfillment or a beautiful life would be to break things down into smaller goals or document things like your uh, to measure your progress. I like to do this with a lot of my clients. So um, you might be running with a four out of 10 pain over three Ks. But in a week or two, if that turns into a two out of 10 pain running three Ks, then we can celebrate. We're heading in the right direction. We're getting somewhere. And um, that could be like pain-free running. You could be only running two Ks pain-free, but then it turns into turning into running three Ks pain-free. That's a cause for celebration. We're heading in the right direction. Um, feel good about yourself. Keep heading in that direction. And along the way, you're, you're celebrating these also being thankful, being thankful that you can run pain-free for 2Ks, being thankful that you only have 2 out of 10 pain because there's a lot of people who are a lot worse off, can't run. There are a lot of people who run at your speed, at your pace, at your distance with significantly more pain and it's more debilitating and more irritable. So be grateful. And if you can't run pain-free, can you walk? Can you walk pain-free? If you can celebrate that, be grateful that you can walk pain-free because there's a lot of people out there that can't walk. And so if you're celebrating and practicing gratitude and yeah, celebrating these small wins along the way, you're living a beautiful life and not just one of achievement, not just one of striving for a goal and think that you'll be happy once you achieve that goal. And this applies just to running, but throughout the, like just say if someone's overcoming an injury, think about your the things you can do outside of your life. Think about the family that you have. Think about the career opportunities that you have. Think about the um, how blessed you are to be in the environment that you, ha- that you do have. So think of things outside of running as well. Um, another one would be if your goal is to run a 5K under 20 minutes, something like that, like a timed goal, um, a time trial type of goal. Then you can appreciate the challenge. You can welcome the challenge. Think that you're pushing yourself and be excited that you are challenging yourself. You can focus on uh, nutrition. You can focus on strength training. You can focus on like a, a well-structured running program or running plan. You can be, uh, you can like creatively implement interval training. Like it doesn't just have to be long runs. It doesn't have to be just time trial goals. You can try and play around with interval sessions and embrace the variety of things. Do your research on how to run faster and enjoy building on your knowledge and executing on what you're learning. Enjoy every moment of that challenge and then celebrate every small win that you get towards that challenge. It might be doing 5Ks in 22 minutes or 21 minutes and then slowly building your way there. That's what I would think about if I wanted to live a beautiful life and a life of fulfillment. You're just constantly excited the whole entire time and it's not just grinding yourself to try and meet this 5k in under 20 minutes and 
try not to think, okay, I'll be happy once I get to that goal because that's not how life works and that's not how uh, the human mind works. So if there's one takeaway, if there's one quote I want you to remember, it's make the decision to be in a beautiful state no matter what because all these scenarios are perfectly laid out. There's no hiccups. There's no um, flare-ups. There's no, um, you know, if you go on a marathon, on marathon day, there's no... Um, something traumatic that happens to you or it's there's not a disaster where you just um, tear an Achilles and then you have to walk the entire way or you have to forfeit the race for whatever reason. You get a DNF for whatever reason. But you make the decision to be in a beautiful state no matter what. And remember, runners are harsh on themselves. They set these impossibly high expectations and then they're disappointed when they're not reached and then they don't celebrate them once they do reach them. So you need to make the decision to be in a beautiful state no matter what. Uh, so that's sort of, I guess, topic one um, halfway through this. And another concept that I wanted to look at was what are you currently, what do you spend the majority of your time focusing on? What's, um, and there's sort of three components here. So what do you spend most of your time focusing on? Do you spend time on what's missing or what you have? what you don't have versus what you have. And it could be around running distance, it could be around running speed, the number of races you've completed. Um, like uh, you, like I was saying before, like running without a flare up, you think, oh, you know, are you, are you focusing on the flare up itself? Or can you say to yourself, you know what, I can walk and I'm blessed that I can walk, but I can't run, but I can walk. And, I, and that's, I'm grateful for that. So that's a good example of someone's injured, um, focusing on what you what you're missing, focusing on what you have. The other um, topic that you, you want to reflect on, what you're spending most of your time focusing on, is what you can control versus what you can't control. And this is a good shift that I like to have in business, in relationships, in anything. Um, things that you can't control are things like healing times, are things like the race day weather. Um, getting injured. I like to say we can't, we can work on injury prevention. We can work on lowering your risk of injury, but we can't avoid injuries. We can't avoid getting an injury a hundred percent of the time. It's not a, a, it's not a realistic goal to say, I want to get my injury prevention down to zero. Um, so what we, we can't actually control all of these injuries. Some injuries will arise. It's what you do with them. Once injuries arise, that will turn a three-day injury into a three-month injury. So that's something we can control. Once injuries do arise, these really early signs of symptoms, then we have control of what we do in the next couple of days. Um, to some extent, like we don't have control over sleep or stress. Uh, we do in some certain st circumstances, but there might be a situation where um, you might be particularly stressed at work or family and maybe a death in the family, moving house, where sleep and stress are affected, you can't have control over that. What you do have control is how you train around that. Um, perhaps you don't do your harder sessions in a particular time where it is stressful and you're not getting a lot of sleep. Um, that's what you do have control over. So um, thought I'd work on that. Um, the third part, so we looked at what you're focusing on. What you Do you focus on what you're missing or what you have? Do you focus on what you can control or what you can't control? The last one is where are you 
where <clears throat> where are you focusing on are you focusing on the past are you focusing on the present or are you focusing on the future and you'd say yes i focus on all three of those but where are you spending the majority of your time if you're spending it in the past some examples might be um, what you used to run before you were injured like i was running three marathons a year when i was when i wasn't injured but now this is all i can do um, are you focusing on what inf- misinformation you were given when you were injured when it first happened so you might have been misguided you might have had some misinformation you might have done the wrong exercises your running coach or friends might have told you something wrong and then that's flared up the injury um, and then you're constantly focusing on the past of you know what I could have done differently day one week one and yeah focusing your mind around that uh, versus what you could have been focusing on are you focusing on the present or the future is that where you're spending the majority of your time focusing on so appreciate the now and visualize the future um, if you spend most of your time visualizing on the future visualizing something positive in the future and appreciating the now and knowing that the past is the past what i can do i have control over what i can do right now that helps reframe a lot of things so what do you spend most of your time focusing on? What you're missing or what you have? What you can control, what you can't control, or the past, present, or future? So think about those those things. So if we're talking about having a beautiful life, a nice fulfilled life, um, it's recognizing a few disempowering or positive states of mind that you could be in. And I've put a, a list, as we're just wrapping up now, put a list of some disempowering states and some positive states. So disempowering can be things like fear, uncertainty, confusion, anxiety, frustration, insignificance, uh, anger, impatience, and pain, thinking around pain. But some positive states could be excitement, joy, abundance, power, collaboration, respect, happiness, contribution, helping, love, and strength. How do we swap from one to the other? How will we go from a disempowering state into a positive state? Because sometimes it's easier said than done. If you're in a really frustrating, angry state, how do you, how do you make that leap and um, swap for a positive state, say respect or happiness or something like that? Um, so we're going to finish with three things. Three things on how you can swap from a negative to a positive. One, you need to practice gratitude and curiosity. So be curious around why certain scenarios have arose and be grateful of what you do have compared to what you don't have. If you are injured, have a a curiosity of why you got injured in the first place and try and identify what some training errors were, what some limiting beliefs were and have some curiosity around changing those things. And also practice gratitude. If you're injured and can't run, Be grateful that you can walk. Be grateful that you can stand. Be grateful that you can um, eat the foods you want. Be grateful that you have the family that you do have. You have the career that you do have. Focus on that that state of gratitude and you'll constantly find yourself going from a, a frustration, angry kind of state into one that's more of love, into one that's more of happiness, excitement, that kind of thing. So that's number one, practicing gratitude and curiosity. The second one is uh, along the similar lines, but it's a, a quote that I put in there. You want to trade your expectation for appreciation. So people have certain expectations that they think they, they expect they should run pain-free. They expect that they should finish a marathon. They expect that they should run a 10K under a certain time. But 
we need to trade your expectation for appreciation. So appreciate what you do have and all those things that you're achieving rather than it just being an expectation. The third one and the last one, similar lines is um, a quote around happiness and what defines happiness. And what I, um, Tony Robbins had this nice quote that happiness equals progress. There's the difference between change. Change is automatic. Change will just happen no matter what. But progress is a decision and progress is um, a goal that leads to happiness. It's not the the achievement. It's not achieving the goal. It's the progress you're making along the way and celebrating that progress along the way that is real happiness. So make sure that you're appreciating the happiness and that you are happy when you are making those small goals. That's what I want to finish on. And that's um, those, I kind of wanted to finish on like the, how I'm changing myself and how the, the differences that I'm implementing within myself after doing the Tony Robbins seminar. And one of the things I am doing, which is uh, kind of reflective of what we're learning here is I do a daily priming technique and I've dedicated to doing this every single day for three weeks after, after this seminar. And it's what Tony Robbins calls priming. And there's a, I'll open up my Spotify now because there's a Spotify, it's called priming Anthony Robbins. If you want to look it up, um, it's called be the healthiest, be the healthiest is kind of like the artist where the artist title is, but priming Anthony Robbins, it goes for 15 minutes and you start off with some breathing exercises just to get you into state, get you focused, um, get you centered, get you, um, get your mind in the right, um, frame. Then what they do is a few more breathing exercises, a few more appreciation exercises, but the majority of the 15 minutes is focused on three things that you appreciate, three things that you are thankful for. And so I focus on three different areas. I focus on relationships. So I'm blessed that I have um, a loving girlfriend. I'm blessed that I have a loving family and I am blessed that I'm loved by a lot of people. And so that's the first thing that I focus on. I visualize being there. I visualize the first date with my girlfriend. I visualize having um, family dinners with my family. And that instantly puts me into a state of gratitude. The second thing I focus on is around business. So being grateful that I have, um, I own my own business. I have a lot of freedom. I have a lot of autonomy. I have, I'm blessed to, have the technology that I do have. So I'm able to run my own business and I can live life business-wise on my own terms. I am, um, the work that I put in is what I get out. So putting in the effort, um, returns a lot of what I, what I work on. So straight away grateful for that. And then the last thing I'm thankful for is my health. So being a couple of months now, injury free, I'm grateful every day that I don't, that I am pain-free, that I can run with freedom, that I do go out for a run and I make smart training decisions and I can run with the pace and the distance that I want, that I dictate, um, so that when I, if I am injured in the future, I'm not taking this for granted. I'm appreciating this every single day. Every time I do gym, I'm grateful that I have the strength that I have and that I have the ability, the capability to push myself and progress through that. So those three areas, the love and relationships, the business side of things and the health side of things, 
I'm appreciating all of those every single day. Um, and that's what the priming exercise does. It goes through a few other things like visualize all those areas where you want to be in the future and visualize yourself being in that position, um, which I don't need to go into too much detail. If you want to look at that, it's on Spotify. So you can um, search through that and see what I mean. But that's what I'm doing every single day. That's how I'm changing my new morning routine. And it puts me in a really nice state every single day. It gives me the drive to to work hard, to exercise hard, to work on my relationships, to appreciate my relationships. And yeah, so if you want to practice that, if you are injured, um, if you do have a chronic injury, I have suggested this to a few of my runners um, over the last couple of days. Just start listening to that Spotify video and push yourself you need to um, swap from expectation to appreciation and swap your mindset from a disempowering state to a beautiful state. And that sums it up really nicely. It's a nice segue to finish up. So um, just to recap, we want to live a beautiful life, not just one of achievement. Recognize that we're not just striving for success because happiness, like success won't lead to happiness. You need to be happy the entire time and live a beautiful life and with appreciation along the way, along your journey. And make sure you're focusing on what you have rather than what you don't have. Make sure you're focusing on what you can control rather than what you can't control. Don't live in the past too much. It's okay to live in the past every now and then, but you want to spend the majority of your time living in the present, living in the future and what the possibilities are moving forward and then flip to a beautiful state, a positive state as much as you can by practicing gratitude, curiosity, trading your expectations for appreciation and recognize that happiness equals progress. As long as you're progressing, you should be happy. That's it, guys. Part two done. I won't do a part three. There's only just part one and part two, but hopefully you like this change of pace. Let me know if you did like it. Let me let me know if you um, wanted to hear more of these sort of things. And um, I do have a couple more of ideas of seasons coming up in the future, but um, I'll leave the surprise until then. Okay, for now, take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Run Smarter Podcast. I hope you can see the impact this content has on your future running. If you appreciate the mission this podcast is creating, it would mean a lot to me if you submit a rating and review. If you want to continue expanding your knowledge, please subscribe to the podcast and get instant notifications when a new episode comes out. If you want to learn quicker, then join our Facebook group by searching the podcast title. If you want to take your learning to the next step, including injury prevention principles, injury-specific insights, and modules to boost your running performance, then head to our website by searching runsmarter.online and jump into our Run Smarter online course. Once again, thank you for listening and becoming a Run Smarter scholar. And remember, knowledge is power. Oh, 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 oh,